Do you see that in our court of law, there's no way to plead innocent? It's really just guilty or the reason is, is because the law knows that you might not be guilty of this charge, but you're guilty of something. Why? Because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Most High God. But with Jesus, Pilate says, I find no fault in this man. Are y'all ready for the word? Could you help me welcome Senior Pastor Bishop Omar. Hallelujah. 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 Love you too. Love you too, Deacon. Hallelujah. So good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to the Most High God. I, I send regards from Atlanta, Georgia, y'all. Hallelujah. They, uh, they, they blowing and going over there. Amen. And, and I know I was, I was gone. Me and First Lady was gone, but um, it wasn't a vacation, y'all. Don't, don't think it was. We were, we were working, um, sowing in, in the Atlanta church and, and, uh, and doing our thing out there, preaching and teaching. And First Lady was finishing up her, her dissertation and her final defense. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God, y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. We all going to get us a shirt. We all uh, went through that doctoral program. And, and so uh, it's going to be a blessing. And and so, uh, I don't know, we're going to start calling her Dr. Tebow. That's what we're going to start calling her. Amen. Hallelujah. And you can use First Lady if you want, but, but on all of our stuff, we're going to call her Dr. Tebow. Amen. It was a, it was a, it was a real process. Amen. And it was, it, was, it was strenuous. It was heavy lifting. And uh, she said she ain't doing no more school. She said she ain't doing, I'm telling you, she might not even go to the discipleship training after this. She done with it. All school, amen, and, and that's the way I felt after law school, amen, uh, and I wound up going to some seminary a few years, so, but, but um, you know, hallelujah, so, so I'm not saying you're going to anything else, but, but, but I, just, I just praise God, she, she did an awesome job, and hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, and so, uh, hallelujah, it's, it's just amazing, it's just amazing, so, uh, hallelujah. First lady, you had anything else you wanted to say? Yeah. Huh? I can't see you. What you say? You ain't got nothing to sing? Oh, with a savior? Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen, huh? Hallelujah. And I want y'all to remember that, amen, that song as we, as we get into the message. And I want y'all to remember, amen. Uh, everything that they, they put into it as well as far as nothing but the blood of Jesus and, 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 and oh, what a Savior, isn't he wonderful? And, and come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. It was like, man, the worship team, amen, was in my study, amen, hallelujah, when they was doing that, because that was just, you know, that was weird, y'all, right? So, so uh, but just keep that in mind as, as we go into our studying. Uh, also, um, it is Communion um, Sunday, and so we'll be sharing, amen, the Lord's Supper, amen, on this morning. And uh, it's just good to see y'all. It's just good to see y'all, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I think that's all. Anything else? Hallelujah. want to also um, extend my sincere welcome to Miss Rebecca, amen, in the house. We love you. We praise God for you. 
Amen. What a testimony that you are here this morning. Through many dangers, toils, and snares. Hallelujah. But back in the house of the Lord. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Want to give a shout out to Daphne as well. Hallelujah in the house. Oh, what a savior. Hallelujah. He's wonderful. Hallelujah. And we're so happy to have you in the house and, and everybody else that's here as well. Amen. Glory to God. Any visitors from any other cities that's here? Amen. Glory to God. Just wave, throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And, and our ushers will come and find out where you're from. But glory to God. We, uh, I come off the plane, man, and we, we got a softball tournament going on, man. And whoo, they took advantage of my jet lag. That's what they took advantage of. And my team made it to the semifinals, but because we didn't have Isaac, we didn't make it the whole way. Hallelujah. Oh, you was fishing without me this time. That's how we doing that. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, boy, we didn't make it. So we, you know, we, if we'd have had you, we would have made it. Don't, don't worry about that. If we would have had you, we wouldn't, we would have, we definitely would have made it. So Destiny Team won. It was, wait. Bear, y'all didn't do it either? Oh, with a slip of the tongue. They beat us in the semis. That's what it was. But then they ran into Halston team. Amen. That's you back there, Halston? Huh? Hallelujah. We give God glory for you, brother. Hallelujah. So Halston won the, won the championship. Amen. We're going to have coffee and water for y'all next Sunday. <laughs> I think a few pastries. Whatever hospitality usually do. We'll have that for y'all in the foyer. <laughs> Christ is risen. Appreciate you, man. Uh, a lot of y'all don't know, me and Hall's been playing softball, baseball together since Little League, amen? And like he said, he got the pitches to prove it, amen? And, and so we've been, we've been balling for a long time, me and Hall's, and hallelujah. Has always been, you know, about his business, always the same, amen? Love you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. One of our generals in the house, amen? And so... Y'all, we're going to get going. I'm in John chapter 18. Amen. This morning. Oh, what a Savior. Isn't he wonderful? Amen. And uh, we'll be looking at uh, verse 12 to start, but we'll be kind of going through that whole rest of that chapter. Hallelujah. And uh, the title of this message is going to be A Kangaroo Court. A Kangaroo Court. And... Uh, the subtitle is The Illegalities of the Court Proceedings that Executed Christ. Amen. And so we're going to talk about, hallelujah, the kangaroo court that spilled the blood of our Savior. He knew the whole while what was going on, but still the loud child. Oh, what a Savior. Isn't he wonderful, you know? And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Amen. And so, uh, hallelujah, let's go ahead and read. Uh, 18, 12 through 14, it says, Then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Annas first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. Most High, we thank you so much that one man died for the people. 
And which people did he primarily die for? He died for his people. And we thank you, God, that though you died for us, you allowed that door to be open to all people. We praise you, God, for the black, the white, the Latino, the hallelujah Asian people, all the peoples of the earth that get a chance to come on in because of the precious, beautiful, wonderful blood of our Messiah, Yahshua HaMashiach. Oh, what a Savior we have this morning. And he is so wonderful, God. And so we pray today as we get in this word that you would take us to the trial date. That we would hear, Father God, the testimony, that we would see the witnesses, God, that you would bring us to that place and allow us, Yahshua, to feel what you was feeling as you were unjustly treated, unjustly tried, and unjustly crucified. We pray, O King, that you would bless us so much that your presence would be here and that in the end, you would save mightily, that you would deliver majestically, and that you would redeem triumphantly in this building, God. Sanctify all who are under the sound of my voice filled with yours. It's in Yahshua, Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give y'all some praise. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Appreciate y'all brothers, Israel, Josh, Lincoln. Great job as always. Good to see y'all. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Great job as well to Minister Brian and the worship team. And, and hallelujah, all the ministers that really took care of business while we were working in Atlanta. Amen. Taking care of business, Mr. Sam, Mr. Phil, Mr. Ant. Amen. Just Appreciate all of y'all, amen. Everything is, is in good working condition. Ain't nothing broke. Ain't nothing I got to fix. I come back and I'm asking them, okay, what happened? You know, they're like, oh, nothing. <laughs> you know? Like, well, all right. Thank you, Lord. You had something pretty? Oh, Miss Aristine is in the house today. Where's she at, y'all? Hallelujah. She's somewhere around here. All right, all right, okay. All right, well, she was in the house, so she, or she might be live streaming. We love you, Miss Aristine, amen. We, we love you. We praise God for you. Hallelujah. And so, uh, so the ministers and, and the deacons, amen, just held everything down, and we praise God for that, amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to start off with a little story before we get into it, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ain't got too much to do with it, Kip, but we're going to just talk about it, amen. So, man, a, a couple... A couple was going on vacation, all right, and they both work hard. They work separate businesses, and husband got a business, wife got a business. They, they just were going on vacation, and some came up to where one of them couldn't leave at the same time as the other one, but one of them had to be there to get the reservations to make sure everything was good. So the husband, the husband went on the vacation, and he left first, all right. The, was, the, the wife had to stay because of, because of business. And, uh, and so the husband got there. When he got there, amen, everything was good. And he sent an email to his wife, all right? And the email read like this, okay? It said, my dear wife, just got checked in. Everything is prepared for your arrival. P.S. It sure is hot. <laughs> 
down here. All right, all right. So he sent that email, and hallelujah, everything was good. He was going to wait on his wife. Well, he put the wrong letter or two in the email, all right, and the email went to the wrong address, okay? And the address that the email went to uh, uh, was uh, a woman who had just lost her husband, all right? Uh, she was not a spiritual woman. Uh, they both did not believe in God. Uh, they were atheists. They didn't go to church. They didn't pray. And so she opens her email after her husband passed. They had just done the funeral. And she receives an email that says, my dear wife, just got checked in. Everything is prepared for your arrival. P.S. It sure is hot down here. She passes out. Her children come in, check her email, and they pass out as well. Moral of the story. Double check your emails before you send them. All right? And make sure you get saved before your day comes. Come on, give y'all some praise. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just a little story for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, y'all, last time we were in um, the uh, Gospel of John, we talked about Peter's denial. And we looked at the anatomy of a fall and how bad it was. And it was the greatest mistake of Peter's life. All right. But we told you last time we were in John that that juxtaposed in this chapter was not only Peter's denial, but Jesus's trial. And if you remember, amen, um, you could be looking at chapter 18 and it goes from the trial to the denial, the trial to the denial. All right. And we did the denial uh, of Peter, but we did not get to the trial of Jesus. And so this morning we're going to talk about that trial as we talk about the kangaroo court, the illegalities of the court proceedings that crucified or executed Christ. All right. And so a kangaroo court, we hear that statement all the time, but we need to know what it actually means when we say it. A kangaroo court is a court where the principles of law and justice are completely abandoned, all right? It's a court that really doesn't care about the law or justice, all right? It is also a court where even judicial procedure is disregarded. All right, because not only in court are we supposed to abide by law and justice, but there's some procedural things that we must do in the court of law, amen, uh, to make a case move through and the verdict final, okay? A kangaroo court does not care about judicial procedure, all right? It is a court where the verdict is predetermined before the trial. It's when the judges and the lawyers, they get together and they say to themselves, hallelujah, this man is guilty, this trial should go this way. It's before they hear any evidence, any witnesses, they already have an end in their minds, all right? And sad to say, that happens all across America. Anybody hear me up in here? All right? And I hate to be that way, amen, but it happens a lot in regards to our people, all right? Uh, if we think about the Central Park Five and how long they were incarcerated for the murder of a young white woman. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. We saw that the court had an end in mind even before the trial began. All right. 
People are supposed to be innocent until what? Proven guilty. But we've seen too far many examples of our people going to trial and they are actually found guilty before they've proven uh, to be uh, guilty anyway. They got to be proven to be innocent. All right. Now, um, it's called a kangaroo court because officials will jump through, jump over anything in order to get the end that they want. All right. And uh, we've been finding that, hallelujah, with Project Innocence and other uh, uh, um, law schools that may be coming up, they are exonerating our people by the droves, y'all. People getting out of jail after 50 years, after 25 years, all right? In fact, in the news, there was just a man from Florida who was exonerated after 16 years in prison, y'all. I think his name was uh, Leonard Cure, all right? Uh, Paul Hart, uh, he was exonerated after 16 years from a kangaroo court type proceeding. Uh, only problem was uh, he was out in Florida driving. They were stopping him for something, and it looked like they were about to arrest him. He had a flashback of going back to prison, being treated unfairly, and uh, a tussle broke out. And Leonard Cure, who had just got out of prison, after 16 years, was shot and killed by a sheriff deputy in Florida, all right? And it didn't end well. And it's because of the conditioning of his situation and being unlawfully prosecuted, amen, he just wouldn't go back to jail, all right? And so um, that's the nature of the court system in America. But it didn't start in America. Anybody hear me up in here? Uh, it started uh, with uh, Christ and the kangaroo court there. And so this morning we're going to talk about several illegalities about the trial of Christ. And we'll just kind of uh, go until time expires. If I have a few points left, then that'll be good. If I don't, then listen, we're going to do something else. God say the same uh, when we come here uh, the next weekend. Let me see here. Let me set this. What y'all think? Set it for uh, four hours? What y'all want? I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, y'all. You want to see if y'all was up, amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, can you bring my coffee, man? Come on, man, hook, hook your daddy up, man. Come on, coffee, man, hook me up. Hallelujah. That boy makes some good coffee, y'all, hallelujah. This ain't it right here, but I'll take down, but you know, that dude, that, I'm telling you, he gonna be, I think he competing with John for his job. When I drink John coffee, he looking, Miss Yolanda, like to say, you know. Hallelujah, that boy made good coffee, man. All right. The first illegality that we're going to talk about in the, in the trial of Christ is it was the wrong court. It was the wrong court, all right? Uh, uh, and, and in law, uh, hallelujah, uh, you got to bring an action in the right court, amen. all right? And that's why you'll see they be uh, petitioning the court for change of venue, amen, because you got to be in the right court. If you're in the wrong court, they're going to dismiss the case. Amen. Uh, it'll be found, hallelujah, uh, 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 illegal or the wrong venue. So let's look at verses 12 and 13 in Acts 18. It says, Then the band and the captains and officers of, Jew of the Jews took Jesus and bound him. And you're going to find, as we read about Jesus, they're always talking about how they bound him how he was either tied up or handcuffed or something like that. And this is very prophetic. 
It's not something that we could just overlook. Amen. It's prophetic because it wants to bring us back to a couple of places. It wants to bring us back to Abraham bringing Isaac up to the altar. His only son to offer his only son unto God. And God is saying just like Abraham was willing to offer his only son because Isaac was bound. All right. God was telling us just like Abraham was willing to offer his only son. The most high did in fact offer his only son for the sins of the world. Come on, give y'all some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, this bound also wants to bring us to the Levitical sacrificial system, amen, where certain animals were bound and tied up, amen, on the altar. And so God was foreshadowing. As you see Christ bound here, the Lamb of God, you need to put your mind on the Levitical system where blood is given for your sins. And so in verse 13, it continues and it says, and they led him away to Annas first. For he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now, Philly, Annas was the original high priest, all right? But the Romans put a term limit on the high priest's office. They didn't want somebody to serve too long because the high priest in the Bible was supposed to be high priest for life. It was a life term, all right? And, and hallelujah, but the, the Romans realized that if a person served for life, they made too many connections, they got too strong, they got too rich. And so what they did to try to keep the Hebrews under control, they said, okay, y'all can have a high priest, but he can't be high priest for life. Y'all gonna have to set some term limits. And so Annas was the original high priest, but they set some term limits on him. And so what Annas did, he said, okay, I'll take the term limits. I'll be a high priest this term. But guess what? Next term, my son's going to be the high priest. And after him, my next son's going to be the high priest. And after him, my next son. And the thing about it was, Annas had five sons. And when he ran out of sons to be high priest, he began to put his son-in-laws in there as well. <laughs> All right? And so what we find here, Annas is not the official legitimate high priest. But his son-in-law, Caiaphas, is the high priest, a uh, 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 proper official. Caiaphas was the high priest by name, but Annas was the real high priest. All right? How many people know that you can have some people in office, but they got people behind the scenes that's really pulling the levers? All right? All right? And I hate to be petty, but as y'all look at y'all American president this morning, don't you dare think that Sleepy Joe is pulling the levers of the American government. Sleepy Joe can find, barely find his way off of stage. Be like, look how he be. Baby, you just got up here by yourself. So you mean to tell me he can't get off of stage, but he dealing with Israel? And that, we, we talking about Israel in Atlanta. He, he, he dealing with Israel, Ukraine, Russia, China. Baby, you can't find the exit. So it's not you that's pulling the levers. How many people know that there can be an office face, but the muscle is really behind? Yeah. That's what America is. All right? That's what America is. That's why your money going everywhere but where you want it to go. That's why they're sending 14 billion to Israel who in a land that don't belong to them, 
and not going to have any peace until it come back to his rightful owners. Oh, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all been watching the news too much. <laughs> y'all crying over them and stuff like that. No, that, that's got to go that way. In Atlanta, we talked about the trembling cup in Jerusalem. How until the land get back to its rightful owners, you could say peace, peace, but there will be no peace because it don't belong to you. All right? God prophesied that it would always be a trembling cup, a burdensome stone, until the rightful heirs of the land, the rightful heirs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the rightful sons and daughters of David and Saul. Anybody ready to worship up in here? Hey! Till we get back, all right? And they doing all kind of stuff, especially the powers that be, man, that's behind the scenes. They doing all kind of stuff uh, to make the world, amen, uh, 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 pitiful uh, towards uh, these other people, amen? And, and I'm telling you, you got you to gotta look beyond the cover of the news, amen? And, and you got to see what's really going on, Amen. Uh, we don't see things like God. We only see things in the now. But God not only see things in the now, he see what was, what is, and what is to come. All right? And sometimes you have tragedies happen in the now, but it's payback, hallelujah, for the things that you did before. All right? So you all, you all feeling sorry, but you don't know the atrocities that was going on before. You don't know the shootings and the, and the people that were being killed before. All right? So you got to know the whole story before you pass judgment. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. I don't know how I got into all that, but hallelujah. Just want to catch some of y'all CNN viewers, you know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all on the right side of his story. All right? All right? And so Annas, Annas is the muscle, y'all. He's the muscle behind the high priest's office, amen. And that's why when they bind Jesus and they arrest him, they don't even bring him to the Sanhedrin. They don't bring him to the real court. They bring him to Anna's house. Isn't that something? Bring that man to, bring Jesus to that man's house. That's what the Bible says. I'm telling you, it says, and they led him to Anna's first. Pastor, what's wrong with that? That's the wrong courthouse. It's illegal. You can't bring him to Annas. He's supposed to go to the Sanhedrin, the courthouse. The Sanhedrin was made up of, some would say, 70 members of the highest leaders in the nation of Israel. And when you, were, when you got to the Sanhedrin, hallelujah, out of 70 people, 37 of these judges had to vote to, uh, uh, to, 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 uh, um, to convict you. 37. All right. And that's the chances you had. You had to you go up and then you had to hallelujah uh, be tried. But it was by 70 judges. In 37, more than half, it was it was it was half plus two in the Hebrew system. Half plus two had to had to convict you in order for you to be uh, 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 tried and and, and 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 found guilty. All right. Here we have not 70 judges. He's brought before one. It's the wrong court. And it's an illegality. Hallelujah. And it's the first illegality that we see in the proceedings of Christ. They brought him to a crooked court. If we read in verse 19, after we skip over some verses about Peter's denial, look what it says. 
uh, uh, the high priest, now they still called Annas the high priest. It's kind of like uh, uh, if you had to see uh, uh, Obama, all right? He's not the president anymore, but you still call him what? Mr. President, all right? Uh, uh, and that's what they did to Annas, all right? Uh, because he was the former high priest, but in actuality, he was still the power. And so, they, so the high priest then asked Jesus, and, uh, he, they asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. So we get inside Annas' crooked court, and we find him questioning Jesus. He asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. This is the second illegality of the proceedings of Christ. Huh? What happened, Pastor? Well, Hebrew law was very sophisticated, Joe. Our system at the time was second to none in justice. That's why you will find even in the American system, all right, there are things that the American justice system has on paper that they borrowed from the Hebrew system, all right? They, they admit that openly, amen, because they think the, the, the Jews are another color. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? They would never say, all right, I, I digress. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Getting petty, getting petty. So, so the Hebrew system has something in it, and you can go study, you can go research, hallelujah. The Hebrew system had a right in it, hallelujah, where defendants had the right to remain silent. Yes, yes. All right? They had the right to remain silent, okay? The court proceedings that Christ was a part of, hallelujah, was, was filled rife with illegalities because we see Annas, the wrong court, and as soon as Jesus get in there, they didn't read no charge that Jesus was guilty of because they don't have a charge. They're trying to figure out a charge. They're trying to find a charge. They already got the penalty. One man got to die for this people. He's going to die, all right? But we got to find us a charge. So Annas began to question him to find a charge. Which, who's your disciples? How many you have? What kind of doctrine you preaching? All right? This is illegal. This is illegal. Huh? Because they know that Yahshua had the right to remain silent. John MacArthur agrees with this. He says the accused was never asked questions in the Hebrew court of law. They was never asked questions. If you had a case, baby, prove your case. Prove your case. Say what you got to say, amen, about what I did. Hallelujah. Prove it. And when you prove it, then I might have a right to testify if I want. But the onus is not on the accused. The onus is on the accuser. Are y'all with me here this morning? All right? All right? So zero questions were asked. A great Hebrew scholar once said, our law does not inflict the penalty of death upon a sinner by his own confession. There's nothing that come out of your mouth. It's got to be out of the mouth of other people with evidence. All right? We have an amendment in our Constitution that mirrors that Hebrew right. And that's the Fifth Amendment. And you'll hear people say, I plead the fit. I plead the fit. And what that's saying is, hallelujah, is that I will not incriminate myself based upon my own confession. All right? And the Hebrews is our law, but we forget that when we're in front of the police. 
You have no idea how many Hebrews incriminate themselves by the police. All you got to do is watch 48 hours or any of them other things. All right. Now, they tell it to you when, before they arrest you, when they read what's called your Miranda rights. All right. And the first thing they say, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be. You got to you. You got to pay attention to that. Because really, anything you, listen, them bars act like your friend. Look, we're here to help you out, man. This could be a whole lot easier. Well, man, them people ain't your friend. All right, and I'm not trying to say go commit a crime. Huh? But I'm saying, don't be talking to nobody about what's going on. Because we know in the American system, you could very well be innocent. And say the wrong thing and wake up 16 years later and have done time in jail, yes. all right? And so, hello, you don't have no idea how many brothers be out there just talking in them interrogation rooms. Yep. Baby, you ain't watch enough Law & Order TV episodes? <laughs> I ain't saying nothing till my lawyer get here, all right? Because I got the right to what? Remain silent. That's from our legal system, all right? And so with Annas, Annas was, was, was overlooking Jesus' Fifth Amendment right in our Constitution. Tell me about your disciples. Who are they? How many you have, huh? Tell me about your doctrine. No, you can't do that. This is a criminal, this is a criminal um, uh, uh, trial. It's a capital trial. The death penalty is on the line, you know? And Annas is asking him that, deacon, because he's fishing. Tell me something I can kill you for. Because that's what he was doing. All right. In verse 20, Jesus is about to take Annas to court. Okay. He's about to show Annas that he the lawyer, he the advocate. Anybody hear me up in here? He, he about to show Annas, hallelujah, that hallelujah, you might be a judge in this little, little district court in Israel. Huh? But Jesus is the judge of the high court of heaven. Anybody hear me up in here? So in verse 20, uh, Jesus, and is asking him the question, Jesus said in verse 20, I spoke openly to the world. Why are you asking me behind closed doors? What I taught, you know what I taught. I ain't ever hide, I spoke openly to the world. I even taught, I ever taught in the synagogues, all right? And in the temple, where the Jews always resort. And in secret have I said nothing. Why are you asking me what I taught? You ain't got no witnesses? You want me to witness against myself? I taught it in the public. You could have a, you could have a thousand witnesses up in here, hallelujah, to testify what I taught, but you trying to make me tell on myself. Jesus said, 21, why askest thou me? Why are you asking me these questions? You ain't supposed to be asking me these questions. This is illegal. This is a kangaroo court. Jesus said, Jesus getting smart. Ask them which heard me. What I've said unto them. Behold, they know what I said. Oh, Jesus got smart, baby. Jesus got smart with him. And what he asked, he's telling us two things. You shouldn't be asking me these questions. And number two, where are your witnesses? Where is your witness? I'm not going to build your case for me, for you. That's your job. All right? And so Jesus is telling them like that. And so what we see is, is that 
this court was a wrong court, all right? What we see is uh, they're trying to break Jesus' rights, his right to remain silent, huh? And once again, it's a court that's driven by an end instead of being driven by justice. They wanted to kill him, huh? They wanted to kill him, and they was going to do anything they could to make that happen, huh? And that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing when you're in a system that's going to break the law to try to, so say, enforce the law. All right? And that's when justice is never served. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Hallelujah. Our third illegality of the proceedings of Yahshua, Jesus Christ, is physical abuse. Physical abuse. All right? Not only was it the wrong court, they were uh, 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 taking away his rights, but they also put their hands on him, yeah. right? And in verse 22, it says, and when Jesus, you know, when he got smart with him, when he, when he told them that they was wrong, and when he had thus spoken, it says one of the officers which stood by, uh, 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 by struck Jesus, struck Jesus with the palm of his hand. What you saying right there? Well, he slapped Jesus. He slapped him. He slapped him in the face. All right? Now, y'all, hallelujah, this was the first blow that Jesus received on his body before the crucifixion. All right? Now, he's holy. He's harmless. He's undefiled. He's innocent of all charges. Huh? He healed people in our land fed people, you know, he did many good works. He, he taught the word of God, and he in a courtroom that's beating him now. Yes. They beating him, amen, because he telling them that procedurally and under the principles of justice, what they doing is wrong. Yeah, yeah, so when he told them about their wrong, that's when they hit him. Yeah. All right? And that's a terrible thing. And it's a terrible position to be in. When you write and you're trying to tell the people, listen, you're doing me wrong. And instead of listening, they do you more wrong. Huh? Huh? And, and, and that happens to us as a people. Amen? Whether, hallelujah, a black folk get stopped by the police and, and you're trying to tell the officer, listen, man, listen, what's my charge? You have no, and, and they get rough with you. I'm just trying to tell you that you're doing me wrong, all right? And, 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 and I can't wait till uh, the situation fully changes, amen? And we can have officers in our neighborhoods that look like us. Anybody hear me up in here? Hallelujah. Shouldn't be officers in all black neighborhoods that's of a different persuasion, all right? Because you can't understand where I'm coming from. It might seem like I'm about to hurt you, but I'm just egg. My, I talk loud. You understand what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's the way black people act. Why would you put somebody that's culturally ignorant to police a neighborhood in other people and they don't understand the people? That just don't make sense to me. But since Sleepy Joe been in office, our people stopped talking about change. We're not talking about fixing the police no more. Huh? But when they had their knee on our neck and Trump was in office, we was in the streets, we was, we was, we was communicating, we need change. But Sleepy George not only asleep, he done put y'all to sleep. Jesus. 
All right? You're not talking about reparations no more. You're not talking about changing the police system no more. Y'all done went to sleep. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Y'all cutting up, yeah, let's send $14 billion to Israel. Huh? And never got a penny of our reparations. Where you been? You went to sleep? I wonder if Sleepy Joe being in office it doesn't hurt us more than it helped us. You got me wanting to pray that we get somebody else in that's going to get us on point. Put a little fire behind you, and then you're going to be marching in the streets again. Sometimes the wrong thing is the right thing for you. And fell asleep. Okay, I don't know where I was. I'm going to get back to it. All right, physical abuse. Physical abuse. Because sometimes you can see when people are doing you wrong and you're telling them, and they do you more wrong. All right? All right, and that's a tough place to be. And that's why when they were singing, oh, what a savior. Isn't he wonderful? You see, because he in this court, he see everything that's going on and how they doing him. You bring him into the wrong place. You're not respecting my rights. And then you're going to put your hands on me. You're going to do all of that. And I'm trying to tell you right. First of all, if I was Yahshua, Baby, we would have tore Anna's house up. <laughs> baby, with all that power, baby, I would have, I'd have been bound up. I'd have just blinked. Look, bing. Anna's house gone. I'm standing in a field. You understand what I'm saying? I'd have to look up farther. Let's replay that. Rewind that so I could do it right again. <laughs> Let's try that again. Take, tw- take 210. And not just if I was Yahshua, but if I was there. And watch them boss put their hand on my Savior. There's, mm. I watch a video, hallelujah, me first lady was watching a video, one of our favorite videos, uh, a black dude that went, went ballistic in Disney World. Huh? And uh, he just went crazy. And all he was saying was, while he was just flipping tables and flipping people, all he was saying was, I'm going to jail tonight. That's all he kept saying. And he was walking around, and everybody that was coming, he was, I'm going to jail tonight. Pow! I'm going to jail tonight. And I was like, I believe you, brother. Because <laughs> that's assault and batter. That might be a second degree batter right there. <laughs> I'm going. But you see, if I was there when they was doing that to my Savior, the one that bled for my sins, that saved me out of my mess, changed my life around, put my feet on solid ground, and I, and I watched them just like, baby, baby. And I'm not the only one. Jesus know that we would act like this. He told Pilate, we're going to get to Atlanta. He said, he said, my kingdom not of this world. Not now, he says. My kingdom is not now of this world. 
He said, because if my kingdom was of this world, like right now, he said, my servants would fight. Mm. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, baby. I'd hit that ball with a quick two-piece ball. Yeah, yeah. Montgomery. You know what I'm talking about, Montgomery. With no need for no number three after that. That'd have been it. Huh? But they was abusing our law. They would beat them. They put, they, put, they put their hands on the Son of God. The darling of heaven. The one who spoke life into their body. Keep their heart beating. The reason they arm was moving that morning was because he allowed it. And that same arm that he allowed to move was slapping him across his face. You see? And Jesus, after he's hit, Jesus answered in 23. He says, if I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. If I said something wrong, tell me what I said wrong. But if well, if what I said is right, he asking me these questions and shouldn't be asking me these questions. If, if what I said is right, Jesus looked at man in the eyes. He says, why smitest thou me? Why are you hitting me? Why are you hitting me? Don't you hit me and I ain't done anything to you. You know? And listen, as a people, we got to strive to do what's right, y'all. You understand what I'm saying? You got to strive to do what's right. Strive to treat people right. You know? Don't be doing people wrong, no, y'all. You know? Because God watching that. You see? And we had a situation, amen, this, this, this week. We was trying to, we was getting back home, and, and we had to fly commercial this time. And so we, kind of, we getting back home, and, and hallelujah. And we, 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 we hallelujah, we, we in the airport, and, and, uh, and, and hallelujah, I'm going to testify, baby. You don't even know. I'm not going to tell the whole story. I'm going to tell part of it. Whatever I'm going to say. Oh, baby, I'm going to say it all. Listen, so... So we're in the airport, you know what I'm saying? We're doing our thing. We're going to do whatever it needs to get this gospel out to the ends of the earth. You know what I'm saying? So we're pushing through the airport and stuff like that. And, and um, you know, we, we was moving around fast. And so we hadn't eaten anything. And so Hallelujah, we stopped by. We said, man, we're going to get us some sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? And they had some nice Turkish sandwiches in the airport. They had a little, little place or whatever like that. And, and so we went in there. We got our little Turkish sandwiches, y'all. We eating. Hallelujah, first lady took the cheese off her sandwich, and I ate the cheese on mine. It was good. You know what I'm saying? And just, you don't want to fill y'all in. And so, so, so we up in there, man, and, and uh, uh, the gate where we were supposed to be was right here, and it was full. You know, a lot of people going back to Lafayette. And so since it was full, we five people. You can't sit in a full gate, so we sat in the gate next to it. All right, and so we having a time. We laughing, cutting up, just eating sandwiches in the airport. I eat my cheese. First lady didn't eat her cheese. And so, so we up in there, man. We doing our thing, man. And, and so, uh, so a little while later, I was like, babe, I said, oh, we better check on our gate. Babe. I said, you know, um, they, probably, they probably about to bust loose. So we finish our sandwiches, and, and we go to our gate, all right? And we, it's enough time. We there, we there like, we, it's like, you know, we were, we were in the airport, and they could see on their computer we had already checked in. We there. We get to the gate, man, 
one of our people, a brother. Got braids, you know what I'm saying? A little, a little bit bright. Might be, might be about my complexion, amen. Probably about 5 foot 11, 5'10". I'm going to size him up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, about 185, 190. About me, you know what I'm saying? So, so he up in there, and we walk up, and we like, we ready to check in. We got our tickets and everything like that. And we see, we see an Asian woman kind of like go in before us. And he was like, yeah, I got, I got the ticket. I found your seat, you know. And he check her in or whatever like that. He having a little trouble, but he check her in. She was last to get on. We know that he was, you know, he was, he was waiting. So we get up there. He tell us, I gave away y'all tickets. First lady said, excuse me? <laughs> he said, I gave away y'all tickets. I said, I said, what you mean you gave away our tickets? It's our tickets. How you gonna give away our tickets? All right? He said, well, I, I didn't think y'all was coming. I said, you know, we, we like, what you mean? Like, the plane's still here, you're still boarding. And it was 20 minutes. We were 20 minutes. We was right out eating sandwiches. Well, I called your mind had cheese on, and I called. He said, <laughs> He said, I call y'all. I said, who you call? I said, we ain't never heard nobody call Omar, Omar Tebow, Omar Joshua, and Elise. We ain't never heard that. How you call us? We right here. Okay, I'm going to go in the back. I'm going to come right back. I'm going to go in the back. And he don't come back until the plane leaves. When he went in the back, I told her, I said, I don't think he's coming back. He went high back there, eat him a sandwich with cheese on it. <laughs> so when he got back, you know what I'm saying? You know, Dr. Tebow went to Chantel. You know what I'm saying? She... <laughs> so I told her, I said, look, I said, I said, that's a man. You know, that, that's a man. I'm a man. Right. I said, I'm going to take care of it. I said, y'all go ahead. I said, you and the girls, y'all go ahead and fall. Y'all go ahead and fall. You. you understand what I'm saying? Go fall, y'all just like keep going. Keep going, just like, just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and go. Go ahead and go, I can't, cause I can't tell you what's gonna happen after this. Just go ahead and go. Get the bell money ready, get the bell money ready. So I, so I, so I move them through. I'm talking about being abused and mistreated. When you right and they doing you wrong. I told him go ahead and go. And first lady gone, but she talking as she go. And she like, I'm 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 No, I'm So I watch him go, and I look back towards that dude. I say, my dog. All right, because I, I can't talk proper when I'm mad. I go back to MP Moss. Hey, round. Hey, round. Hey, round. Look, I say, I say, my dog. I said, man to man, I said, you gave our tickets away before time, huh? Oh, no, man, no, it was 15 minutes. And I said, man, it was 20 minutes, man. I said, you gave our tickets before time, man. I said, look, I said, I'm going to respect you like a man. I said, but listen, bro, you ain't did us right right here. Amen. You know? And I said a couple other things, you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I, I ain't cursed the man, I just, you know. I said a couple of little things, and we kept our distance. Ain't, ain't nobody got closer than what it was, you know? But we went through that, all right? 
And then we go to customer service. And I'm not going to tell that what happened to customer service, but I'm just going, I'm going to cover the first lady. We went to customer service. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, and, and it was my turn for the dude to do me bad, but at customer service, it was a lady at the customer service. And so first lady had her chance. And so the lady was doing first lady, you know, she was doing her dirty like that. And first lady was like, man. And so I come try to be peacemaker. And first lady like, nah. <laughs> you had your chair with him. I want mine with her. Don't you come around here. My <laughs> first lady. Right when I thought I'd work peace. <laughs> the lady said something wrong from a distance. The lady turned around. You didn't tell me that. Remember that for a lady? Being unjustly treated. And what we went through pales in comparison to what our Savior endured. This was just trying to get home, you know? And so we, 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 didn't, we didn't lose no life, no limb, you know? No blood was spent. Now, we had to, we had to spend about, about six, seven hours in the airport. Got home about 11, 10, 11, you know? So what I'm saying, I, yeah, yeah, with cheese on it, with cheese on it. So what I'm saying is, listen, do right by people. All right? Don't worry about what kind of day you don't have. Do right by the people that's in front of you in the present. Because I know that sometimes people bring stuff with them, and you're bringing that, and you're treating people based upon your daylight. You know? And, and we, had, we had another woman of God that, that went through the same thing as us, and we had the counter with her, Miss Vicky. all right? Miss Vicky might be watching, amen? And, and, and she went through, and it was, a, it, was, it was a ferocious, atrocious experience. She, she dealt with the same lady that first lady had to, had to deal with, the same devil woman, I mean the same woman that, that first lady had to deal with, and, 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 and she was touched by it, you know? And, uh, and these, these are people, amen, First Lady and Ms. Vicky, these are people of, of great substance, great education. She worked for the Department of Defense. She got people under her. You never know who you're treating, what way when you treat them. It's, it's like Annas. This is the son of God that you're dealing with. And beyond just our earthly accolades and educational exploits, guess what? We are children of God that you are dealing with. So, so anyway, long story short, the way God works out good even in our situations. Wound up talking to Ms. Vicky, testifying. We were both testifying, exchanged the information of the church and the church in Atlanta. And hallelujah. It wound up turning to a wonderful experience where God was glorified 
and souls was touched by his name. Come on, give y'all some praise in this house. And it just goes to show whatever the devil means for bad, even when they abuse you and misuse you, if you stay in your lane, hallelujah, and it, it's hard. I can't even say I was all the way in my lane. My blinker was on. It show, my blinker show was on. I was ready to go another lane. I was ready to switch lane. All right? But even if you, even if you, you stay in your lane, amen, uh, God's going to work it out for good. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this house. That's why I say, oh, what a savior, because of what he's going through. And a lot of times, God will put you through things to get a taste of what he went through. When he was unjustly tried. Let's look at some more illegalities of the proceedings of Christ. Another wrong was, hallelujah, uh, right after they finished with Annas in John 18, 24. Um, now, Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas, the high priest. And so he was with Annas at Annas' house. Finally, Annas, after Jesus done told him off up in there, they can't get nothing out of him. He said, like, man, man, bring your own witnesses, huh? Hallelujah. That's Randy. What's up, Randy? I'm back, baby. I'm back. Hallelujah. And so, 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 so Jesus said, you're going to have to get your own witnesses. All right? And uh, so they finally send Jesus to Caiaphas, the real high priest. And you say to yourself, well, finally, whoo, we're going to get out of injustice and move into some justice. Nope, that didn't move into justice. Nope. Pastor, why? Number four, the fourth illegality is, is that, hallelujah, the trial, the court proceedings, hallelujah, against Jesus, they were all held at night. At night. All right? We had a Hebrew law in our court system that nobody could be tried at night. All right? It's got to be in the daytime. It's got to be when all the offices are open, all the people are around. You see, because bad things happen. At night. When it's at night, you're trying to hide something. When it's at night, you're trying to make sure that not everybody sees. All right? All right? And so the, the Hebrew law was, nah, you, if you try somebody, you got to try them in the daytime. We know that this was at night, hallelujah, because verse 27 tells us, during the denial, Peter denied again, and immediately the cock crew. All right? After Jesus' trial, that's when we hear the rooster crowing. The rooster crows, anybody know about what time? Huh? Ooh, they crow a lot earlier than that. According to when we was at the camp, that rooster was crowing at about 4.30, 5 o'clock. It was before daybreak, and if you know anything about roosters, a rooster's job is to announce to his flock the coming of a new day. All right? He's to prepare the hens and the other chickens that, listen, a new day is coming. Y'all get up, get ready. It's time for us to start scratching and eating and doing our thing. Can y'all do that with me? It's a new day. All right? And Jesus put that in there to let us know his trial had happened before the rooster crow. His trial was happening at night. And he let a rooster bear witness to us today of the illegality of that part of his trial. It was at night. It was at night. Oh, yeah. Because they was trying to hide something. 
huh? Let's move on to the next one, huh? Hallelujah. Number five. What was else wrong with, with the trial of Jesus? It was on a feast day. Other thing was, you couldn't have a trial on none of the Hebrew holidays. How you going to have a trial in America on Christmas Day? On Thanksgiving? Ain't nobody downtown. Everybody that need to be there, not there. And you're not only going to have a trial, but it's a capital trial. It's one where death, life and death is on the line. And you're going to do that on a, on a feast day? Pastor, what feast day it was? It was Passover, baby. Yahshua had just did the Passover meal, which we have interpreted in the New Testament as communion, the Last Supper, but that was a Passover meal. He told his disciples, find a place where we can spend for the Passover. And that's when they found the upper room. They had just eaten the Passover. You'll find that it was Passover because later when they bring Jesus to Pilate, they stay outside. The high priest and Sanhedrin people, they stay outside because they didn't want to dirty themselves ceremonially. They didn't want to be unclean going into the Gentiles' houses and places of businesses. They didn't want to be made unclean so that they can, can, they can still celebrate Passover, the height of hypocrisy. You're about to kill an innocent man, but you're worried about being ceremonially unclean for Passover. Your heart is completely filthy and dirty because of innocent blood, and you're worried about being ceremonially clean for Passover. And this right here is a, is a, is a, is a word against all uh, uh, empty religion, y'all. All empty religion. All empty religion. Huh? That religion, hallelujah, like I heard uh, Hunt was talking about, amen, that religion that's on the outside and not was really in the heart. You standing outside Pilate's door, hallelujah, because you want to look good to everybody else. When what you actually doing is murdering a just man. Now, when we put that on paper, which one you think God really care about? You being ceremonially clean or you committing murder at night? You see? And that's how people get the heart of God wrong, man. We got to really... Do the right thing. And so that was another illegality. It was on a feast day. They couldn't have that on a feast day or the day before. Let me give you another one. They had false witnesses, y'all. They had false witnesses. When they finally bring up witnesses, hallelujah, they left Annas. They get to Caiaphas. Caiaphas said, okay, we're going to have to build our own case because he ain't going to help us. In Mark 14, 53, we open up and we can see what happens at Caiaphas' uh, palace? Mark 14, 53. Come on. Look what it says. And we're just going to read a little bit. I got a little time. We're going to read a little bit. It says, And they led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests, elders, and scribes. So they get to Caiaphas, and everybody's there. All the Sanhedrin. All right? All right? But it's still at night. 
And Peter followed him from afar off. This is how we know what happened at Caiaphas' house, because Peter was still following. When you need to know who gave Mark the testimony for his gospel, Mark interviewed Peter about what happened in the life of Jesus. This is Peter's testimony right here. All right? And Peter followed him afar off, even into the palace of the high priest. Peter went in there by Caiaphas. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. And the chief priests and all the council sought for witnesses against Jesus to put him to death and found none. They looking for witnesses. Who could say they saw Jesus do anything? Huh? Not that they heard anything, but who could say they saw him do anything? 56. Finally, for many bear false witness against Jesus, but their witness agreed not together. All right? That's something else when you get a bunch of liars together. <laughs> they can't agree on what they're lying about. So the testimony didn't agree. So the false witnesses were there, but it didn't work. How many people know that people are going to try to lie on you? All right. But no weapon formed against you going to prosper. All right. And so the witnesses didn't agree. And there are real certain I bear false witness against him, saying, we heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days, I will build another without hands. Okay, you heard him say that. Okay. Where's the crime in that? That'd be like somebody walking in and saying, man, I'm going to destroy this church. Okay. It's no crime unless something happened. Then we're going to bring you to court, and you're going to be the first one that we accuse. But nothing happened to the temple. That's the first thing. The second thing, he wasn't really talking about the temple of, of, the, of, the, of, 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 of the temple in Israel. Bible says he was talking about what? The temple of his body. You destroyed this temple, Jesus is saying, like they was going to crucify him. And he said, guess what? In three days, I'm going to raise it back up again. Come on, give y'all some praise. So that's the false witness. Amen that they were uh, putting on Jesus. We're going to find when Pilate talk about Jesus, we're going to find Pilate saying the same thing over and over again. Pilate going to say, I find no fault in this man. Over and over again, I find no fault in this man. And it's not that Pilate just saying that Jesus is not guilty. He's saying, I find no fault in this man. You got to take him at his word. He's saying that Jesus is 100% sinless. Not only innocent of these charges, but innocent of all charges. You know, in the court of law, amen, hallelujah, you got a few different pleas that you can have. All right? Uh, you can plead uh, guilty as charged or no contest, which is the same. I'm not contesting it. So you can plead guilty or no contest. All right? Or you can plead not guilty. Do you see that in our court of law, there's no way to plead innocent? It's really just guilty or not guilty. All right? The reason is, is because the law knows that you might not be guilty of this charge, but you're guilty of something. Why? Because all have sinned 
and falling short of the glory of the most high God. You understand what I'm saying? But with Jesus, Pilate says, I find no fault in this man. You know, you know, just a little aside. And so as we look at our verses again, so the false witnesses, hallelujah, they say, we heard him say he's going to destroy the temple and build another. 59, but neither did their witness agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus. Now, once again, he's infringing upon his rights to remain silent. The high priest. A judge is not really supposed to ask the defendant questions on his own. The judge's job is to rule on the case and to make sure that all procedures are done correctly. Now, a judge can ask points of clarifications, but the judge should never ask questions to incriminate the defendant. That's not the judge's job. That's the prosecutor's job. And sometimes you got to be in there and you got to say, hold on, Your Honor, are you a prosecutor or are you a judge? Caiaphas becomes the prosecutor, right? Because he wants this to end a certain way. And it says, the high priest stood up in the midst, in the middle. Like he arguing the case. You know? And asked Jesus, answer is thou nothing? Yeah, like it's my right to do. What is it that these witness against thee? Nothing, because they're all liars and they lie, can't even agree against each other. All right? Verse 61, but Jesus held his peace and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the blessed, the Most High, the living God? And Jesus standing right there and he said, Man, Miss Lou, these fools ain't going to get me to the cross unless I help them. They breaking every law, every procedure, and they still can't get me. Uh, 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 find me guilty is at this point that our Savior opens his mouth and helps them bring him to the cross. Oh, what a Savior. Jesus says in 62, after they ask him, are you the Christ? Are you the son of the blessed? The most high? 62 said, Jesus said, I am. I am the Christ, Jesus says. I am the son of of the living God, the most high God, the blessed. And Jesus says, by the way, you're going to kill me and you're going to execute me. Huh? But after this, you shall see the son of man sitting on the right hand of power. And the day is going to come where those that unjustly tried him, hallelujah, they're going to see him coming in the clouds of heaven. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Oh, what a savior. Huh? Now the thing about this is, is that I don't have it up here. Is that they're going to prosecute Jesus for this. But the fact of the matter is, what he said was absolutely true. The charge that they're going to get him on, Minister Ant, is the charge that they're going to call blasphemy. All right? is when you make yourself God or equal to God, all right? And they're going to get him on that charge. 
But what we find here missing in the record is a proper opportunity for Jesus to defend himself. They allow him to give them a charge, but they don't allow him to present his case. They allow him to say, I am the Christ, but they don't allow him the opportunity to prove that he is the Christ. They don't allow him the opportunity to prove that he is the Son of God. And if Jesus would have been given that opportunity, he could have called witnesses up. He could have called Isaiah the prophet up <laughs> out of the record and say, yeah, I am the Messiah. Because Isaiah 53 said that I would be treated like y'all treat me up in here. I would be rejected, a man of sorrows. Anybody hear me up in here? Go to my own sheep, but my people, my sheep, they don't receive me. Huh? Huh? He could have called to the stand Micah and said that out of Bethlehem, the Messiah would be born and show that he was born in Bethlehem. He could have called to the record. Hallelujah. Isaiah again. He was born of a virgin and called his own mama to the stand. Mama, you was out there cutting up. No, I wasn't, son. I was pure. All right. Here I am. Uh, I sure could have said I'm born of a virgin. You know? He could have presented witnesses. Look at the miracles I've done. Amen. Blind Bartimaeus would have come to the stand. Could you see before he touched you? I couldn't see a thing. The blind man, hallelujah, that they was trying to hem up, that said, I don't know who he is. All I know was I was blind, but now I see. He could have called him to the stand. Huh? The one who was the paralytic that they tore off the roof. He could have called him and all the men that lowered his bed before Jesus in that house. And Jesus said, take up thy bed, huh? Thy sins are forgiveness. That man jumped up and ran up out of there. Walking up to the stand on his own legs. How many withered arms? How many fevers? He could have called Lazarus himself to the stand, huh? who was dead in the grave four days, by now he's thinking. And not only Lazarus, but Mary and Martha and everybody that was out there, huh? Hallelujah. How in the world are you going to convict me of blasphemy, Jesus could say? Because I said I'm the Son of God and the Christ. But look at my works. Look at all this testimony. Look at all these witnesses. Look at my defense before you today. What I told you I am, I am that I am. Yahshua could have said, come on, give y'all some praise up in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. But immediately when he said that he was, the Bible says in 63, no defense opportunity was given. Then the high priest rent his clothes, tore his clothes, his, his, his garments, and said, what need we any further witnesses? The case is closed. You heard the blasphemy, huh? And the Bible tells us that they condemn him unto death. And in 65, it's going to tell us, and some began to spit on him and to cover his face with a, with, with, a, with a blindfold. And they began to beat him under the blindfold. And they began to say unto him, prophesy. Huh? Tell us who hit you. If you were a prophet, and the thing about that is Jesus knew every single one that was laying a hand on him. 
regardless if the blindfold was on or not. And he might not have told them that night, but he's going to tell them on judgment day. Huh? He's going to tell them on judgment day. Every single one that hit him, and how many times they hit him? Huh? And the servants did strike him with the palms of their hands. After this, they're going to bring our Savior, amen, to Pilate. But the first part of the trial was completed. He was condemned to death, okay? The last, hallelujah, illegality that was performed upon Yahshua is that any death sentence, any capital crime, hallelujah, uh, 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 after the trial, they had to wait three days before they could sentence and fulfill the sentence. Yeah. That was the Hebrew law. They would postpone the sentencing for three days. We found you guilty, but we're not going to tell you what you're going to receive. We're going to wait a little while. All right? They would postpone it for three days. That was Hebrew law. So the tempers can cool. Everybody could chill. Let's, sit, let's go home. Let's think about that three days, and let's come back and administer justice. Okay? Jesus wasn't given those three days. He wasn't given those three days. We're going to see Jesus go straight to Pilate. All right? Uh, in the morning. I have in my notes that if we watch Jesus close, and we're talking about from this point to the cross, Jesus went to six different proceedings. Six different proceedings in less than 24 hours. He went to Annas, to Caiaphas, and that happened at night. The next morning, they're going to have a, a quick run-through of morning court, very quickly, huh? in front of Caiaphas again. He's going to go to Pilate. Pilate's going to send him to Herod, and Herod is going to send him back to Pilate. And then he's going to go to the cross. Six different proceedings, six different trials in less than 24 hours. What I'm telling you is, Jesus was betrayed at night. Huh? Betrayed at night and crucified at 9 a.m. in the morning. Betrayed at night and crucified at 9 a.m. in the morning. No postponement for sentencing. Hallelujah. It was a kangaroo court. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, right on time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say to God, as we look at all of this, all right, I want you to keep in mind, hallelujah, musicians, y'all can slowly make your way on up as well. I want you to keep in mind, amen, over the Savior that we have and how wonderful he is, all right? You keep that in mind, amen, because he allowed himself to go through all of this because he loved us so much. Amen. All right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whether you can see it or not, you are the reason why he allowed himself to be abused and misused. All right? And the beautiful thing about that is he did that for us not when we was clean, not when we was right, not when we was pastor, minister, deacon. Not. Listen, we were none of that. 
He did all this for us while we was yet in our sins. Come on, give him some glory up in here. Hallelujah. Oh, what a savior. Now, uh, uh, there's a story of a, of, a, of a man who was making a presentation. And he held up a $100 bill to the crowd. I'm not going to do it right up in here. Hallelujah. But I, I'm going to tell you about the man who held a $100 bill <laughs> to the crowd. And he held a $100 bill up to the crowd. And he told the crowd, he said, how many of y'all want that $100 bill? So everybody thought about their grocery list, baby. They thought about their gas. They were like, ooh, baby, I want the $100 bill. Everybody raised their hand. So he took the same $100 bill and he crumbled it up. And he said, all right, who want this crumbled $100 bill? Everybody raised their hand. It's just a crumbled $100 bill. We straightened it out. It ain't nothing. It's been the same. After he crumbled that $100 bill, he took it and he threw it on the floor and he stepped on it and smashed it. And he said, okay, who want this crumbled, stepped on a $100 bill? And the same amount of people raise up their hand. I want it. I'll take that crumbled, step on a $100 bill. It ain't no problem. He pulled some dirt out. Took that crumbled, stepped on $100 bill, poured dirt all over it, made it dirty. And he said, all right now. How many people still want this crumbled, stepped on Dirty $100 bill. And the same people who raised their hand in the beginning raised their hand in the end. They still wanted that $100 bill. No matter if it was crumbled, no matter if it was stepped on, no matter if it was dirty. And the speaker told the crowd, he said, the reason you still want this $100 bill is that no matter what this $100 bill done been through, crumbled, Stepped on, dirtied. This $100 bill still retains its value. It's still worth $100. The beautiful thing about God is this. Is that first off, no matter what they do him at the cross, he ain't never lost his value. Anybody hear me up in here? He ain't never lost his value. Same way with you, they could do you wrong. They could talk about, listen, your value don't depend upon how much they, how they treat you, how much they abuse you, how much they downcast you. Huh? How they treat you don't determine their value, your value. You still valuable. Huh? I think about us as a people. We done been through slavery, oppression, police brutality. They not giving us our reparations. They done crumbled us, stepped on us, dirty us. But guess what? We ain't still lost our value up in this place. Anybody hear me up in here? Hallelujah. And let me bring it to you individually. You know, life done crumbled some of y'all up. You done been stepped on. You done been out in this world, and guess what? You done been dirty. But can I tell you? Just like that crowd, and just like that man, and just like that $100 bill, in the eyes of God, no matter what you done been through, no matter how many trials, and how many addictions, and how many divorces, and hallelujah, listen, life done, hallelujah, it done ate you up and spit you out. 
But like that $100 bill to God, God still looks at you. Though you've been crumbled, stepped on dirty, God still looks at you. Hey, and he still believes that you worth saving today. He still sees that you retain your value. Come on, somebody. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And that value, that worth is why he went through those illegalities. He don't see you at your worst. He see you at your best. And that worth and that value is why he went to that cross. Listen, we're going to have a little altar time, amen, before we have, hallelujah, our, our Lord's Supper, our communion. Hallelujah. And that songwriter, hallelujah, I'm telling you, they were singing that. That was, that was Iggy singing that, huh? Hallelujah, he was singing, come to the altar. The Father's arms are, are open wide. Huh? Listen, you're going to have a time to come to this altar this morning. And when you come, believe in your heart that you're worth it. You value. Your value can be seen. What he did for you. As they was hitting him, spitting on him, beating him. Every time they hit him and blood came out, guess what? One of y'all names was on his heart, Leola. Iola. Rosalind. Chantel. Omar. Every time he could have held up the proceedings by, by telling them something too smart that they can't even deal with. He said, I better be quiet. Pow, Marcus. Carl. Amisha. Grace, Annalise, McKenzie. Thinking about all of us up in here. You see? We come to the altar for salvation, for sanctification, to show our gratefulness, y'all. Woo! Yes, yes, yes. Because I don't know about you. It's hard to go through injustice. It's hard. And look the kind of injustice that he went through. So we're going to have some altar time. If you want to be saved, it's simple. You just come and admit that you a sinner. You believe in the cross of Calvary. Yahshua died for all your sins. And then you confess him. Open up your mouth. Call upon him. Don't let his suffering be in vain this morning. Don't let him have to go through all this and be, be, be tried and abused and you still won't come? And you still won't make him your Lord? You still won't let his blood cover your sin? So what, he was beaten for nothing? Give him the reward of his sacrifice. Give him the reward of his suffering this morning. Give him your heart. Give him your soul. Give him your life. So we admit, we believe, we confess. Huh? Worship team, please come. Please help me. Please come. Please come. Please come. They're going to sing. They're going to worship. And I tell you, open up the gates and, and come to this altar for salvation. Come for sanctification. Come for gratefulness. Come if you've been having trouble by being abused and misused to ask the most high. Give me your strength, Jesus. These Negroes been treating me dirty. But I know they treated you dirty, and I'm here to worship you. Come on, come on, hallelujah. Y'all do y'all thing. Oh, come.
You know, sometimes you got to go back to that cross. You got to go back to that place where they sold him out, where they abused him. We got to see that thing. We got to have that ever before us. Because your salvation, it wasn't for free. It didn't happen easy. Somebody gave it all for you. Because he gave his all for us, we give our all for him, saints. Come on, give him praise up in here. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Then we're going to get that communion going. Say, Most High God. Most High God. Thank you. Thank you. For Jesus. For Jesus. For Yahshua. For Yahshua. Our Messiah. Our Messiah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For going through. The abuse, the abuse 
and mistreatment on behalf of me. You didn't deserve it, but I did. Oh, what a Savior. You are marvelous. I admit I am a sinner. But I believe that you died and suffered for me. You were buried. And on the third day, I believe with all my heart that you rose from the grave. Save me. Forgive me. And use me for your glory. Help me to make sure your suffering was not in vain. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah. If you can, amen, take out your, your communion aware. If you don't have it, just head back to your seats and, and get that. Amen. And glory to God. We're going we gonna to celebrate this together. What an awesome time, huh? Amen. We can talk about what he did for us. And then we can come back and celebrate that thing through communion. My God. My God. My God. Well, here we go, y'all. Here we go. Here we go. Awesome job picking that song and everything. Man. Oof. God. Bible says, hallelujah, I see you raving. Home run hitter out there. Hallelujah. You got me this time, Raven. <laughs> Bible says on the same night he was betrayed. Not only betrayed, but brought through a kangaroo court. He took that bread knowing what he was going to go through. Come on, brother. Knowing what he was going to go through. He gave thanks to heaven and he said to his disciples, he said, take, eat this, all of it. This is my body, which is going to be broken. It's going to be broken. It's going to be broken just for you. Just for you. And he said, it's going to be broken. But listen, my disciples, my church, when y'all come together, do this in remembrance of me. Don't ever forget what I did for you. What I did for you. 2,000 years later, we still gathering. And we say that we will never forget. Thank you for your body, Jesus. Thank you for your suffering, Jesus. Let us eat and remember. After supper, he took the cup. And he told his disciples if they didn't understand that his body would be broken, he made it more clear. He took the cup and he told them, he said, this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. Without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. Sin is so bad, only blood can pay for it. 
It can't be any kind of blood. It's got to be the blood of God, the Son of God. That's the only blood pure enough, powerful enough to wash away all of our indiscretions, all of our transgressions. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Woo! He said, take this cup, drink. This is the New Testament of my blood. Without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. We will never forget. Let us drink. Hallelujah. Thank you for your blood. 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 You for your blood. Listen, we're going to get out of here. We done had church today, baby. <laughs> we done had church today, baby. <laughs> We done had church today, Chesterfield. Come on now. We done had church today. Come on now. Hallelujah. All right. I'm going to say this benediction and we're going to get out your way. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May Yahweh be gracious unto you. Even though the world try to misuse you and abuse you. May Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and bless you with shalom, peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Be blessed. Love y'all. Love y'all.